Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Really excited about today's conversation centered around Romans 15, about unity in the church, about sacrificial giving, about uh, working together, and all of it for the peace, the hope, the joy that comes mm-hmm. from Christ in uh, comes from God in Christ Jesus. Today I'm going to be joined by Stephanie Akiyama from the South Campus and Kurt Petersheim from the East Campus. And so without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. For shizzle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you cannot help yourself. I can't. You cannot help I can't. yourself. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Curtis. Oh, I'm well. Hey, thank you. Well, Curtis. Hey, hi. Hello. You already said you're well, so I don't need to ask. Hey, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm still well. Hello. Stephanie's with us, though, so that's I fun. know. What if I gave you a different answer? About what? Stephanie, I'm well. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks right, for asking. How are you? Listen, this is what I really need to talk about. <laughs> Can you give us a few minutes? Yes, yes. I'm going to just sit away. there and I'll listen. Turn. I'll look that way. <laughs> On podcast. Oh, man. Look, I am excited, y'all. We're... we're um, we're, we're landing the plane in Romans, so we're down to the last two chapters today. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about chapter 15, which has so much great stuff. I mean, every chapter we've been through has had so much great stuff. Um, but 14 really, I mean, 15 really just kind of is the care. It, it finishes chapter 14. Obviously, right. mm-hmm. Paul, when he was writing the letter, didn't go, okay, now put a chapter break here. And <laughs> yeah. right. at 15, we'll add this here. And I don't know why they even did here. Um <laughs> But this is where we're going to start today is in 15, coming yeah. out of 14 into 15. And um, Stephanie, since the last time you've been here, we've we've kind of switched things up just a touch. Okay. So I'll read out our, our discussion questions up oh. front. Oh. And then as we kind of walk through scriptures, we'll we'll touch on them rather than answer them all the, the whole time we're talking. Okay. And then at the end go, oh, let's go through yeah. them again. So okay. now we know Stephanie has not been listening to the I'm, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have been listening. <laughs> I have been listening. Oh, so the discussion questions that we will go over, and they're uh, online at eastridge.church slash Romans. You can find the discussion questions there if you want to use these for your small group or your family devotional times or just uh, just for yourself. So here, we're, we're going to go through these questions. Um, number one, what does it mean to you? To be considerate of others, that's going to be something that Paul uses in the first verse of chapter 15. He'll say to be considerate, or your translations may say to bear with the failings of others or to put up with others. Yeah. Um, so what, is it, what does it mean to, to be considerate, to put up with others? And then the, kind of a sub-question to that would be, does that mean we ignore sin in other people, or do we ignore disputable matters that he talked about in, uh, in Romans 14? Second question mm-hmm. we'll get to is, uh, what are some ways that the church now or throughout history has not been considerate and accepting of others. And that kind of is within the verses of 1 through 13. Third one is, uh, why is the church in the USA more about me, not me personally, but each each individual, why is it more about individualism than others? Uh, so that'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, number four then, when we get towards the end of this chapter in verse 27, we're going to hear about Paul struggling in prayer, asking uh, his cohorts to struggle with him in prayer. So we're just going to ask uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, 27 is about him collecting the gifts, the gifts yeah. Yeah. to take yeah. to the Gentiles are given offerings that they're going to take to Jerusalem. Um, and so he, he kind of makes that a, as a debt, like they owe a, greta, a debt of gratitude right. or a debt of even material, he calls it a material mm-hmm. blessing. Right. Um, so we're going we're gonna to cover that in verse 27. And then the fifth, fifth uh, question we'll get to is, how do you struggle in prayer for others? And that comes in verse 30. And then maybe you can offer some helpful tips on how you, how you, you guys do that since we're uh, in the After Church podcast, we're trying to take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives yes. on Monday and every day of the week. 
So those are the questions we're going to get to. Nice. Um, I just want to just jump in. If we can, you know, Stephanie, mm-hmm. do you want to, you know, kind of just kick us off by reading maybe verse uh, one through the, to the end? No. <laughs> uh, it, there's really no great place to stop in that passage all the way till 13. Um, can we go to 13? Let's, let's do it. Why not? Let's all just right, hear what it is. Here we go. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the people extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. So good. So the quick outline of that section is um, as we follow Christ, mm-hmm. we sacrifice for unity. We bear yeah. with one another. We yep. put up with one another. That leads to acceptance. And if we accept one another, then that leads to a, wor- a combined worship, as yeah. here is talking about the uncircumcised or the, the Jews and the Gentiles, right. the Gentiles and Jews, as they worship together, uh, then that leads to, I mean, really, we're about to start talking about an Advent series, which is joy, peace, and hope. Yeah. Right? And and the God provides that through Christ to right. each believer. Yeah. So, man, there's at least three questions we got to get to in there. First one, <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean to be considerate? What does it mean to put up with... <laughs> Other people. You're looking at me, so I'll, I'll answer. <laughs> um, so are you reading NIV? I am. Okay. So we, NIV. What was yours? NIV? ESV. ESV. Okay. Yeah. Yes. What did verse one say? The real version. I'm just kidding. Your verse uh, one? We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. Bear with the failings of the weak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what actually my NIV says. Mine, Here's the new version. Bear with the failings of the weak. Yeah. Um, yeah. That... Um, that word is the word to to help carry something, right? Right, um, to bear up under something. I think it can almost come off like a put up with if it's translated that way or something in the sense of just like oh well, like I'm rolling my eyes, right? Um, oh man, you're whatever, you're weak, I'm strong, but I'll <laughs> deal with you, you know, whatever. But I think it's a lot more about community and relationship and fellowship and yes. um, the same thing Paul tells uh, the Galatians in Galatians six to um, bear one another's burdens. Right, so there he says burdens. Here he says failings. We bear all that together. Um, at, to me, it's just it just speaks to the familial aspect of the community of the church. Right, um, that we bear all things with one another. First Corinthians thirteen, love bears all things. Right, um, 
and it's just this idea that whatever you're carrying, struggling with, walking through in life, whether failings or burdens, um, I'm, as your brother, want to hopefully in love do that with you, mm-hmm. help in whatever way I can. That might just mean being a listening ear. It might mean offering advice. It might mean physically going and doing something and serving you and right. helping you however I can. So, that, yeah. and so in the consideration of others, I think that's it. Just to, that's how I want to think. That's how we should be thinking about other people, constantly mm-hmm. having that mindset of, I want to see what's going on in your life and, and be available to right. you to mm-hmm. help. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, so often in our modern society, we have the, I want to say benefit, but it's not a benefit of um, living in echo chambers. So, so we we get to we be think around. It's a benefit. Right, that's exactly yeah. right. We get to choose our inputs. We get to choose who we hang with. Yeah. We get to choose who we talk to. We even pop around at different churches. Like, you know, they they're saying the same language I'm saying or singing the way that mm. I think that they should <laughs> sing. So we yeah. um, we are so. Uh, we don't like uncomfortableness. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we we don't like to consider others. We like to consider ourselves and we like to put ourselves in places where our egos are stroked, where we are, you know, liking the things that are going on with us. And so I think that yeah. one of the things that Paul is saying, and, and, and these these people in the church at Rome, they don't have that benefit. <laughs> like that, right. They are all up in each other's business. You know what I mean? And they are so diverse mm-hmm. and they are thrown together in this mix. And Paul's like, listen, you got to get along, yeah. right? Yeah. They're even, and, ha- they're sitting down to have a meal together and somebody goes, nah, you can't eat that. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's ex- Or the, the washing before the meal, like all right. the things, like yeah. all of life, they're having to really humble themselves, mm. really take, okay, is this a priority? Is this a primary doctrine? And mm-hmm, I think yeah. that that is what Paul has gone through all of the beginning of Rome, <laughs> yeah. going, these are the primary doctrines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other stuff. Now we're in disputable yes, matters. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. The yeah. other stuff, unity is king. Mm-hmm. Unity is king. So put it aside. Yeah. Put it aside. Uh, what is it in, in uh, 12 where it says, uh, as far as it depends on you, mm-hmm. live, at live, at, live at peace with yep. all men. And so I think that that is what he, and, and yeah. he's saying, use your strength to serve. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. use your strength. You who are strong, yeah. don't like lord it over anyone, but use your strength to humble yourself and to serve. Uses mm-hmm. Jesus as the example of that. Right? Absolutely. He's Philippians 2. Ultimate perfect yes. example of that. <laughs> yes. Well, I was just thinking of Philippians 2. I love the way Paul puts it in Philippians 2, 4. He says, each of you should look not only to your own interests, right. but also to the interests of others. It's yes. exactly the same thing. It's mm-hmm. consideration yes. of, okay, we all have interests. We all have opinions. We all have right. things we like and don't like, things we want to do and don't do, whatever. Yes. But do I ever consider how someone else feels about it or yes. <laughs> what, right. what's going on in their life? Um, we were meeting with our growth group last night, and one of the guys in my, my group was saying, we were talking about this very matter. We were talking about Romans 14. Um, and he said, there's always a story there. You know, like why somebody does what they do? Why somebody lives the way they, or why their opinion is what their opinion is. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. Right. And so if we divorce what I think about you from a relationship I have with you, right. I don't know the story. That's mm-hmm. exactly And I'm right. just more quick to judge. Right. right. It's a lot harder to judge people right. when you know And it takes story. time. It, it takes... Yeah. It takes availing ourselves to listen mm-hmm. to people and not to insert our opinions yeah. and not to insert our want tos, but to like sit back and listen. And the best argument against the selfishness is Jesus, that whole Philippians mm-hmm. too. Like yep. him humbling <laughs> himself, that's the best argument for us because we are, we apprentice after Jesus. Yeah. Like that is what we do. Can, we follow after him. Can you imagine how often Jesus had to be tempted to just go off on people? <laughs> 
and the way that they were doing things or the way they thought about whatever. I mean, yes. he's perfect and right. unsinful and everybody else around him. Can you imagine actually being that guy? Right. We think we're that guy That's sometimes. Exactly right. yeah. But oh, Jesus Mr. really perfect. was that guy. He was perfect. <laughs> yes, I am, yeah. And he still yet had meekness and humility mm -hmm. and bared with the failings of That's everybody exactly right. around him all the time. He offered his strength to encourage me mm, yes, to lend yes. courage. And so, what yeah. an example. Yeah. yeah. And, and in verse 7, it says, then, accept one another just yeah. as Christ accepted you. Yeah. And what is the purpose of that? Yeah. In order to bring praise to God. Right. right. right? Like that's the whole point of Talking it. Talking about taking hum taking pride out from under you, yeah. right? In yes. that verse. Yeah. Right. Not about yourself, but yeah. accept one another. But so when he does say accept one another though, like we've we've hit hit around it, but what what does that mean to accept one another? So just give me some examples maybe of the way you, the church has done it, the way you've done it, or not done it well. Um hmm. I mean, yeah. there was a long time where, and, and we we referenced this last week, but um, like if you had drums in the church, right? Like you were like, yeah. oh man, yeah, you, that's so bad. We can't even go there. Don't go there. Um, there was an example. I, I was in college, and uh, in the nineties, and <laughs> so it, it was a time period where your bangs started here, and I, they were probably a lot lower at the time, but they went all the way down to here. Right? It was just all <laughs> one, dudes had just long hair, and I had that. Played it, you know, I was in a rock band, did the whole thing. And, uh, but I was a believer, right? Like mm -hmm. I just had long hair. I'm, I'm trying to get to a, mm -hmm. what seems ridiculous today, but right, in the 90s, right. I went to a, a lock in with my buddy. Mm -hmm. um, he was like a youth guy there. And he's like, hey, come on, come on. And we were, we were not even at their church yet. We were at like a gym to play volleyball. And I came in and I saw, you know, the, his pastor pull him over to the side. Then he comes back over to me, kind of de dejected. And he goes, man, we got to go. And I went, what do you mean? Like I'm here for the party. And he's yeah. like, he said, your hair's too long. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, I was so offended um, as a believer. Like, he didn't even come to me. He didn't come talk to me about it. Right. He's like, man, your right, hair's too you long. You got to go. You had long hair. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go, man, I believe in Jesus just like you believe yes. in Jesus. I just want to play volleyball with the guys, you know? Yes. Like, and he's like, no, you got to go. So, yeah. I think even, like, people who have piercings and tattoos that that used to be, like, yeah. You, that didn't walk into a church. Yeah. You know, you're but... a sailor or a biker. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when I was doing youth ministry many years ago, actually, and there was a girl who was in high school at the time and she was friends with, she didn't come to church here, but she was friends with a lot of the girls who came to church here. Mm -hmm. And this girl got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember if she was a Christian or not. I don't know, but. I remember some of my students telling me about this girl and she had gotten pregnant and they were all friends with her and they weren't, they were just, they weren't talking about her like in a right. bad way. They were just telling me yeah. mm -hmm. and just to pray for her or whatever. So, um, and I was like, well, you know, it, I was kind of asking them like how people were treating her and what that was, you know, and they were like, well, you can tell like she's, she, she was a popular kid and like had lost a lot of friends and now everybody was talking about her at school and like there was lots of gossip and all the things. Um, and I just remember just trying to encourage our Christian students, you know, like what, throw her a baby shower, like hmm. be like, this is an opportunity now to right. show love to a person. It's not that we're going to celebrate the fact that whatever led up to mm -hmm. the right. decisions that she had made in her life, but we're just, the fact is the fact. Yeah. And now there's no harm in any way. In fact, probably a great benefit mm -hmm. to loving a person, you know, and celebrating the fact that there's a 
child on the way, you know, in whatever yes. way, you know, at least we can say, I mean, the, the baby's not a bad thing, you know, right. so gosh, let's celebrate yes. that and be her friend and love her well, hopefully, you know, and, and I remember some of those students embracing that and, and really trying to be friends with her um, and helping her through that time. It's just a, a really cool thing. I just mm-hmm. remember thinking that was a good testimony to people being able to to love someone, you know, through a difficult situation, yeah. you know, where others yes. can easily judge that. Right. And, and and I know you've created it as a very black and white situation, but I can see as a parent mm-hmm. uh, the tension I would have even yeah. of like, wait a minute, we don't want to celebrate right. the mistake or the right. sin right. that someone has made. Yeah. And really what would be saying, I think, would be the one who got caught. Like exactly. there's a consequence now, of, yeah. a, 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 right. an open consequence right. for this sin that many others are participating yeah. in. They're just not visible yeah. to the whole world. Right. We're not kicking them out. We're not right. acting like they shouldn't be there. Um, so so how do, how do we embrace and accept? And I think the conversation here might have, uh, it, Paul might be opening it up to uh, not just brothers and sisters, not just the Christians now, but because in, in one, I think he says to your neighbors, right. I think the implication there might be then, um, maybe it's verse two. Yeah. Verse two. E- each of us yeah. should please our neighbors for their good and to build them up. And um, that might imply uh, mm-hmm. non-Christians. So when we get to that acceptance then of non-Christians, um, how do we accept without condoning? How do we accept without condoning the sin? Yeah, I think, you know, that law of love, we've talked about a lot here in this section of Romans, the law of love that he really hits on so well in chapter 12. Um it, man, that is our command. It is our guidepost all the time, right. and Jesus is our example. I think an easy way to do this is always look at Christ and how he treated people. Yes. I mean, it was constantly the religious folks whispering behind Jesus's back about him eating with, quote-unquote, sinners, mm-hmm. you know, um, spending time with tax collectors and prostitutes and thieves or crooks or whoever. Um, and so accepting in the sense of being willing to have a relationship and be friends with anybody. I, I think that for Christians, it, there there is no prohibition for us to have friends yes. who are not following Jesus, who are not living the lifestyle of mm. Christianity. And right. if, far be it from us to even expect that they would be living the lifestyle of Christianity <laughs> yeah. if they're not Christians. <laughs> right. um, and at the same time, to it, because we have relationship with them, hopefully we're able to have honest conversation with them too. And they know where we stand on X and Y issues, Mm -hmm. black and white issues of certain things. Um, But that doesn't destroy the fact that I can love you and serve you and have you over for dinner. And, you know, my, our kids can play together or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it takes lots of wisdom for sure. Um, Lots of prayer and knowing, gosh, knowing the truth and knowing where we stand, obviously in our faith and our convictions. But overall, especially when I'm talking about a non-Christian person yeah. to go to, man, I just, I'm going to love you and yeah. build a relationship with you. And man, if we have opportunity to talk about true things about mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm going to share that, right? you know, but do it in love yeah. Yeah. the best I can. Yeah. So, similar that's, perspective. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was just going to say relationship is the key. Uh, we can't stand back and lob, you know, our judgments on people. <laughs> we can't stand back. We do that in close proximity. Yeah. And once we earn the right to speak into their lives, mm-hmm. then it, it, it just lands mm-hmm. better. Yeah. It lands with grace instead of with judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's so, good. That earn, earn the right. Earn the right. Right. By being kind and showing love. Yes. That's how you earn and the right. And loving that. Yes, that's exactly right. I think about right. Jesus and the woman at the well. 
Yes. I think about Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus and anyone. Jesus and just about faith. anyone. Jesus and anyone. How he just has the woman of the well, like he has this whole conversation with her, lets her kind of even lead the conversation. Right. Doesn't condemn her. Doesn't the woman caught in adultery? Yeah. Again, Zacchaeus, a guy, right. a tax collector, defrauding people. But I'm going to come hang out at your house before he ever repented. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know. Yes. So. He's willing to yeah. say the hard things. Yeah. He will say the hard things. Yeah. But then he eats lunch with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really, mean, he just... enters a relationship first. Yeah. And then he's able to that's exactly say the right. hard things. And that's you know? what we're called to, to yeah. do, to yeah. be light everywhere we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've heard it said before, I'm sure, but it's it's not um, non-Christians who don't follow Christ. They're not the ones who, who make a bad name for Jesus. Right. It's oh, the right. Christians who claim to be followers Absolutely. of Christ who are yeah. not living that lifestyle, right. not following Christ. Yes. Um, yeah. not and, the, and, and, and to remember that the the... The sin that we care about with non-Christians is that they don't believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, That's really right. That's, That's exactly it. right. Because once they get there, Jesus cleans up all the other yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? The Holy Sometimes Spirit will we do look his at work. someone and yeah. we're like, I don't even know how they can become a Christian, like how yeah. they can live a Christian life mm-hmm. because of all the baggage that they're carrying. And it's just like, you know what? That ain't your business. Yeah. That is God's business. Yeah. You show them Christ, lead them to mm-hmm. him, and mm-hmm. he cle- he does all the rest. Yeah. Which is, again, verse awesome. 7, accept one another as Christ accepted you. Yeah. Yep. Right. Somebody was probably looking at you at some point going, that dude's jacked up. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. He's like not making it here. fool at that locker. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Or me, because yes. I know me, you know, and, and yeah. all the baggage that I have carried and all the things that I have struggled with. Yes. Um, to, to your question, too, Trey, about um, more so in the church, right? So have I told the story on the podcast about the girl smoking or needing to smoke on a mission trip? I don't know. <laughs> Go for it. I feel like I may have, but I'll tell again if I didn't. I'll, I'll keep it short. There, we went on a mission trip to Mexico many years ago, um, and um, there was a girl on the trip with us. She was a senior in high school. She was more of a friend. She was a Christian girl, went to another church, came with us on, on the trip, whatever. So <laughs> like two to three days into the trip, she comes to me just crying, and was like she just kind of pulled me aside. She's like, Kurt, I smoke cigarettes. She, like she does. Like she right. does that. Yeah. She said, I smoke cigarettes. She's like, I did not bring any. I brought nicotine gum. I've been trying, and she's like shaking, mm. crying. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, "Can I please go to the store and get some cigarettes and smoke one?" No. <laughs> so she yes. asks me, "Smoke them if you got them." Right. Like I feel like this is- <laughs> and so talk about bearing with the feelings of the week, right? Just yeah. like yes. this is where she's at in her life, right, and right. I know this. And this right. girl is so sincere, and she was so genuine. And mm-hmm. I, my first thing I said to her was. Please tell me you're 18 years old. <laughs> and she said, Yes, I am. And she showed me her ID because yeah. I was like, I'm not buying them for you. I yeah. feel like I'm not going to do that. But I said, And she was. She was 18. Praise God. She was 18 years old. And she had her ID. And I said, Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to get fired for this. But I said, Go get yourself a pack of cigarettes. And this is a youth trip. Right? Right, That's right. literally against the oh rules. My gosh. Right, if you right. want to talk dogmatism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is an adult human being, yes. technically, by law. Able yeah. to smoke cigarettes, and she did, and she was sincere, and mm-hmm. she was genuine, and she did not try to subvert authority. She wasn't right. hiding hiding yep. anything. Yep. She was weak, and literally was like, "I'm gonna have to go home. I gotta call my mom." Like she had already talked to her mom. She's like, "I'm crying," like she's shaking, crying. But yeah, so I felt like in that moment, the right thing to do in love yes. was to go. You know what? Sure. You know, now if some other kid came to me and was like, hey, I want to go smoke a cigarette just because I want to. I'm like, no, that's different. You know, not a, so. It's just context too, knowing yeah. people's stories, and so. Yes, yeah. relationship. But you didn't tell her, you know, you're not going to hell, but you're going to smell like it. 
<laughs> no, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, and I did tell her, I was like, you know, please don't smoke it around everybody. And, you know, like, go out behind the building if you need to smoke one on one, whatever. And she had oh, one pack man. for the whole week, and she was fine and did did great. You know, she was she was so sweet about it. So, man, that's good. I don't know how to follow that. That is wonderful. <laughs> that's one of those funny. I listen, do. if you're a youth pastor, don't just. I'm, I'm not telling you to let your kids smoke cigarettes. Okay, that's not my point. But yeah, no. every now and then, if you know the person, and there's a certain particular situation where yeah. love is the best option, always. Right. And so. Right. I made a call. I made a judgment yes. call. Yes. And Good James where it says mercy triumphs over judgment. I, like yeah, I you go. love that yeah. phrase. Yeah. And yeah. James of all books. Right. right. Like, who is like yar yar? Yeah. You should yeah, do like, this. You should do this. You should do this. Yes. Yeah, but mercy triumphs. That's good. All right. So a quick follow-up then in here would be uh, if this section is indeed about kind of that acceptance and that unity. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I I love this by Tim Keller, by the way. I, I pointed to you because like I know you, I Tim, love, I know you're a Kellerite. I love Keller. Point at me. Do that. Do that. So, <laughs> I like Tim Keller. Um, but no, about uh, around the context of, of unity and particularly in this chapter, uh, mm-hmm. Keller has a, a, a quote that says, unity does not come when we seek it, Rather, unity is a byproduct of seeking the Lord. Yes. So mm-hmm. can can our people, together, can, yeah. can, can our communities, uh, non-believing communities have unity? I mean, they can see some things eye to eye. They're not going to agree on everything, right. just like Christians. But if we see, as the as Christians now, if we seek Christ, the byproduct is we, we grow in our unity. Yeah. If we're not seeking Christ and we're just trying to be unified and we're, hey, you should do this, you should do the way I do it, it's right. going to probably feel a little more legalistic. Yeah. It's going to feel like I'm right and you're wrong. It's not going to feel accepting. Yeah, I think because that's a great point, too, talking about, like, people who are not following the Lord. I mean, really, there can be uniformity even in our culture where everybody thinks the same thing and does the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's really not unity Mm -hmm. because unity is, by nature, I think, people who think differently on some things and do some things differently Mm -hmm. and are still able to be aligned in love and follow after the same goal, which in our case is the Lord and His glory. It's like if we brought 20 pianos in here, and they all tried to play the same piece, and there was even a metronome or a click, whatever, mm-hmm. so that they could stay on the same piece. Unless they are tuned to one piano, mm-hmm. unless they mm-hmm. are all tuned to one piano, it's going to sound like a cacophony. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if they're tuned, if they if they all turn and are unified based on this one piano, yeah, then they can all play the same thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And so I just I think Christ is that unifying piece mm-hmm. that brings us together, that no matter what the secondary issues are, no matter what we believe in eschatology, about eschatology or whatever, all the things are, that Christ is that center of the spokes. Yeah. Uh, When we we attune our lives to him, there's much better chance of the other things lining up. It's like we're all singing the same song. Yes. And yet some are singing harmony, some are singing melody. Everybody's singing melody. You ever hear it? Like if eight people were singing melody, mm-hmm. if they're singing one song, that almost, it just sounds weird. It's like, it's, a, it's happy kind of birthday. a lot. It's happy birthday. Yeah, right, everybody right, goes, right, 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 right. that's uniformity, right? Right. But when we're singing the same song, singing maybe different parts and singing the harmonies and it's beautiful and it. that's the church. Yeah, right? that's it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So if that's the case, that takes all of us working together, all of us mm-hmm. following Christ, working together yeah. to have that kind of unity, then why in the world... Is the church, and in East Ridge is an example of this at times. Uh, we have been, at least in the past. Why are we not, why, why do we think about ourselves individually more than we think about others? Like, why, why do we do that? If we know. That's original sin, Trey. Like, yeah, is there a better answer than sin? Yeah. It goes back yeah. to the garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it? I well, mean, no, it's also America. Like, like 
we are an individualistic society. It's drilled into we, us. Yes, we aren't. Yeah. We aren't communal. There are other uh, nations, other uh, cultures that are way more communal than we are. We're not. Like yeah. it is drilled into us. You, you know, you do your thing. Go seek your own. Do your own truth or whatever. Right. And it's just like that is drilled into us. And mm-hmm. it's path of least resistance, right? Like liberty is easier than unity. It is. My liberty to do what I want to do, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. I can do what I want to do all day long. Yeah. And again, that's Romans 1. Everybody's doing what they want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, before we knew Christ, that's how we live and how we want to live. But unity does take work. Mm-hmm. It is. Again, like, happy birthday. Easy song to sing. <laughs> and just listen to that guy and sing what they're saying. Or I learn a harmony. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we work together to figure out how to do this maybe even though we're different and have different opinions, but do it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Back to Romans 14, like everything we do is to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and, you, and it is. I think unity is just, we all know that. When you work in a workplace, when you do anything, when, you, when you're on a team, mm-hmm. it takes humility. It takes intentionality. It takes a lot of effort. It takes communication. Yeah. Now i got to talk to you. Now i got to know about you. Yeah. i got to hear your story. It's hard work, but it's worth it yeah. if we would do it. And, and I would say, too, in the last uh primarily the last 50 years, maybe 100, but at least in the last 50 years, um, and I might get in trouble for this, but, you know, we have talked so much about psychology, mm-hmm. uh, about I- enabling and codependency, and and we talk about that. And we look, we have, pro- Celebrate Recovery is a program that helps people who, mm-hmm. who truly yes. have right. issues with that. Yes. But we like to throw that moniker on a lot of different things, and then that gives me right. freedom, right? Like, oh, I don't have to uh, right. code. I don't have to be dependent on you or with you, right? Which I think the true definition of codependency is when, like, my whole world and right. life my and how identity. I, yes, is wrapped up in you, yes. and if you're happy or if you're happy, right. right? But we water that way down and just go, well, if I don't agree with you, then I don't have to deal with you. Exactly. That's, I'm, I'm not going to be codependent, right? Right. I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to yeah. do my own thing and, and be a libertine, libertine, or I'm right. not going to enable you to do something that I don't agree with, and we'll just use that as a. Right. I, I feel like I'm enabling you if I don't, if I'm not mean to you about it. <laughs> right. I'm enabling you. You're like, yes. no, you're just being yeah. a jerk. You know? <laughs> right. You're just you're just trying to yes. justify that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, with that infiltrating just our culture, it infiltrates into the church. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. so within yeah. we. See See, you know, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'll just go hide in my cave at my house, yeah, and have my liberties. Then I don't right. have to tread on yours, and yes. you don't have to tread on mine, and we don't have to work right. together. I can right. just go hide. And Hiding all... is easier. Liberty is easier. Right. Unity is messy and hard. It's hard. It I think if hard, we all yeah. try to figure that out on our own, I mean, who has the wisdom to figure all that stuff out? You know what I mean? How to be unified in love? How mm-hmm. to how to do this well without being codependent or without being a jerk right. or without enabling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are times, and we talked about this last week, there's times where things are black and white in mm-hmm. Scripture and yes. truth is truth. And right. we got to live on that. We got to stand on that. So it takes so much wisdom. And that is why there are 27 books in the New Testament, you know, and 39 books in the Old Testament for us to put our faces in every day, seek after the wisdom of God in prayer and in community with one another. And and so that his wisdom and James, back to James, James tells us, ask for wisdom and God gives it abundantly to those who act like he, he wants us to know how to live this stuff out. And Paul wrote so many letters. Again, Romans isn't the only one. Right. Ephesians and Philippians, like all to the churches, hoping to uplift the value of love and unity in such a diverse culture. Yeah. Right. And Jesus' prayer in the garden was for unity. Right. Right. They will know you. They, the world will know 
that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. Yes. The way you right. Have unity. Yep. He's given us ways to align ourselves with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because once we are, like we talked about, attuned to him, then we become this conduit mm-hmm. of from God to us, to others. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're not yeah. aligned or if we've got our junk clogging up the pipe, <laughs> then, <laughs> then it's just not coming and flowing. Yeah. And so what we do as Christians, and he's laid it out in the whole book, um, is to align our lives in prayer and in the word yeah. and to and to consecrate. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a word that I've been just harping on lately. Mm. Um, consecrate our lives and to look at right. at all areas of our life and say, what part of my life is not uh, lining up with mm-hmm. my mission, with God's vision of what my life should look like? And so yeah. we align ourselves so that because we're not the shizzle guys, like, like we're not, we're not gonna, <laughs> wow. we're not gonna, we're not gonna change people's lives. We're not gonna little, bring the little, unity. Little Nostef X over here, <laughs> right? Throwing it's down him that's gonna do it. And so yeah. what we have to do is we have to be. Yeah. We have to keep the pipe clean, guys. Right, okay, I like it. Drinking and smoking last week, <laughs> shizzle this week. I don't know. We're getting edgy. Keeping the pipe clean. We're getting edgy. Keep the pipe clean. Keep the pipe clean. I do like what you're saying, though. that conduit. Because here's what I'm like, when, when, our, when, our, when the junk in our lives clogs up the pipeline, yeah. right? I like what you're saying. I don't know how else to say it, guys. But that's good. So when that clogs up the pipeline and we're not in good, we're not reconciled to God. We might yes. be justified, but we're not reconciled right. in that moment yeah. to right. God. We're, we're out of alignment. Yeah, or we, we got some sin that's just kind of weighing weighing us down, and we don't want to go be, be be before the Lord. When we then get into disagreements or or matters where there's not unity, yeah. Instead of going, man, I'm going to run to the Lord and repent of my sins. It's like I'm going to double down. That's exactly And get more right, frustrated, I'm right. and I'm going to yeah. And it was almost like, like Jesus anticipated such things. And, and when what, he said, what was when, his teaching? When he said in Matthew five, "Why are you looking at the speck of dust? Yeah. Your sister said shizzle, and you're worried about it, and you got this whole log, got log. in your eye." <laughs> right. But yeah. it's true though. We do this, right? right. We do this all yeah. the time. Yeah. And and after the message on this past Sunday, I was talking with a couple guys in church, and, and man, one of them just made such a good point about how. Your stuff is a big deal. My stuff's not a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like all the things I see about you, like that's a big deal. And I'm going to, I'm going to harp on that and think about that. My stuff adds just little. I'm working on it and it's okay. (laughs) You know, and that's how we are as human beings. That's just just how we are. By the way, if you're not listening, if you're not watching this, you're only listening to it, go watch it. Because watching YouTube explain, (laughs) like you really trying to like capture Stephanie's thoughts and explain with the hands. It's so good. It's fun. Yeah, I can't help it. It's fun. We have these mirror cells in our yeah, body so that good. we want to I'm a hand talker, but I think the mic prevents me. Yeah, like, I, I know I'm going to whack this I thing. I have knocked I'm... it twice already. Alanda will hold my hands behind my back and say, like, tell that story again, and, and I'll talk, go. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I can't speak. I can't do it. Well, I'll finish this section out um, by just kind of highlighting something that Paul does here in his brilliance and his knowledge of the Old Testament. Yes, is that yes, he, yes. he talks about how the Gentiles are going to be. This was the, the mystery of the gospel, some would say, is that mm-hmm. that that not just the Jews, but right. it was always intended for Jews first, then the Gentiles would right. be brought in through the work of Christ and then through the work of Paul and the, mm-hmm. the apostles to to take out the the word. But he says that the Gentiles would glorify God. Like that's yep. the point is they would glorify God. And then he just rattles off these, uh, you know, I don't know, four or five different Old Testament quotations right. talking about not just that they'd be saved, but that they would worship. Yes. You know, like yeah. the, the point of the Jews being saved, the point of the Gentiles being saved, the point of all of us being saved is so that we would fall on our face and right. just glorify God for his goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that, and, and this uh, really kind of harkens back to even maybe Romans 5, 
Uh, we were talking about how the suffering and endurance and these things lead to a hope and a hope right. that does not disappoint. Right. He kind of revisits it here in 13 where he says, this is like a almost a doxological, you know, kind of maybe Paul is in his writing kind of worshiping again. You know, he, he likes to blessing, do that. As yeah. He, yeah. Blessing of worship. Yeah. 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 Maybe like a priestly prayer almost yeah. you know, where he says, may the God of hope, which is what we all want. Yeah. You, know, you want that hope that doesn't disappoint. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, shalom, mm-hmm. as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that, man. I, I want to overflow with hope. I want people, when we have conversations, they go, man, I want that kind of hope yes. Yes. That, that, that's not, man, I hope it rains tomorrow, right. but like an assurance that what is coming is so much greater than what we're experiencing yes. right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool, cool note about just sort of a fun fact, the way in the brilliance of Paul, because you mentioned this, I just love highlighting sort of the brilliance of how he writes things. He, he's talking, obviously, yes, to Jew and Gentile. I think for the Jews especially, they would hear, the Gentiles would just hear these passages that he quotes from the Old Testament and be, oh man, the Gentiles are in there. Like we're right, in there, that's right. awesome. Yeah. The Jews hear it and they see, one, it's it's encouraging to them that this was the plan of God because the Gentiles are in there. It's also convicting to them because it's the plan of God because right. the Gentiles are in there. But here's what Paul does. He quotes... Law, writings, and prophets. He He quotes passages from the whole, those are the three sections of the Old Testament that the Jews would know. And so if I'm quoting passages that highlight the salvation of the Gentiles and Mm -hmm. the Jews from law, Deuteronomy, he quotes Deuteronomy, he quotes two Psalms, Mm -hmm. and then he quotes Isaiah. Yeah. And some Second Samuel. Then the Jews would hear that, and the Jews would hear that and go, oh, okay. Like, yeah. hopefully, they would hear that right. and go, that's very check, clear. Check, check. He right. has laid a very clear foundation that this is the way God always yes. intended it to be from the whole Old Testament. Yes, it's and I love cool. that Christ is the yes and amen yes. to, and to amen. these promises yep. that were made yep. in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yep. And that is it. That's in, And as much as it depends and, on you now, and you live in peace with everyone for what Christ has done for you. And to that plan, just the again, to the beauty of this as the church, the beauty of the church. Um, to a watching world, right? And in whatever way the world is watching, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I believe, the world sees the church, and at least, but they probably scrutinize and judge right. or whatever. But hopefully, um, through the way that people who are Christians who come from different places, different backgrounds, different languages, different, mm-hmm. you know, socioeconomic situations yeah. or whatever, can be unified, like we were just talking about, mm-hmm. be unified in Christ, be unified in the Spirit. That should be a testimony to the watching world yeah. of right. the power of the gospel yes. and the truth of it. Because right. that would have to look like a miracle it to the world, to be. Right? right? Well, you exactly. guys can That's what it stuff should that you don't look like to the world. Yes. Yeah. What doesn't look like a miracle to the world is jealousy and envy and backbiting and judgmentalism right. and all those things, dogmatism. Yes. That's what they expect. That's what the world mm-hmm. does. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But what does look like a miracle is, man, unity amongst people who are different but who all love the Lord mm-hmm. and are unified in Him. They will know, the world will know that you're Christians by the way you love one another yes. in that unity. And I was thinking this prayer, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. When we are filled with joy and peace, mm-hmm. unity is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Like when we've got those on lock, yeah. Unity is a byproduct yep. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. If you seek out unity by itself, you will come up short. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, Paul now kind of shifts in his in this letter to now he really is landing the plane, verses 14 to the end, mm-hmm. um, pretty much wraps up the letter. Uh, it also reminds us that it's a letter. I like that part. Yeah. Like yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. This is where it's He's real raising human. funds. It's a missionary right. letter. Right. <laughs> He's raising funds <laughs> yeah. for Jerusalem. Um, and yeah. even in his... Uh, in, we won't read all of this uh, again. We'll maybe highlight a couple of the passages, but here in, in 14 through 16, he's he's really telling 
uh, the Roman church, hey, you guys know how to do all this. Yeah. You have the word, you have the spirit, you have leadership, you have mm-hmm. teaching gifts. Like, you know how to do all this, but this is why preachers preach, right? Like, this is why apostles <laughs> right. apostle. This is yeah. why, like, he's going, yeah. I just want to remind you. Yeah. 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 And I know you say this a lot. Um, like, if you think, I've heard everything at church before, I don't have to keep going. You're like, no, man, even me, like, even we you as the preacher needs to be, to. need right. to hear the gospel yeah. Yeah. every week. We need to be reminded. Yeah. So I think that's cool there that Paul just kind of goes, hey, I just want to remind you <laughs> of these things again. That feels very letter, lettery, you know, right. yeah. personal to them. Yeah. And he glories in Christ. Um, he gets to then, I, I want to shift gears then to the end here, 23 uh, to the end. And now Paul kind of gives mm-hmm. the 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 itinerary. Hey guys, you know here, here here's what the deal yeah. is. Here's where I've been. I've, travel plans. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to get over to Spain. That'd yeah. been the uh, ends of the earth, according yeah. to, you know, like, right. to them. That would have been yeah. the ends of the earth. <laughs> Gonna fall off the edge of the earth when he gets there. Yeah. And uh, and Paul being humble, even though he's explaining, you know, I have been everywhere. I've been all the places I needed to go. I've I've mm-hmm. uh, and this is where Keller again would go. He went to the cities. And started there in the, the hubs of trade and all, expecting that the gospel would then go out to, right. all, the, to all the lands. Right. And so while Paul's not saying, yeah, I've saved everybody in the in the Middle yeah. East, he's saying, I, I've done the parts I needed to. I'm headed west. Yeah, he visited uh, 50 cities. Like you can you can name there are 50 cities incredible. that he that he yeah. visited as in his Planting five seeds, missionary journeys, disseminating the gospel yes. out into yeah. these regions. Yeah, and then even in jail, sending some some words back. You know, like yeah. hey, I forgot to say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he gets to uh, here in verse 27. He's explained that he's he's collected an offering mm-hmm. uh, from the Gentile churches from there in Macedonia and. Achaia, or however you say that. Sure, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Um, and they, it says that those folks were pleased to make these contributions. The mm-hmm. people in Jerusalem were under per- persecution and were, um, I guess, you needed needed funds and resources. And so Paul was taking up that collection. He's going to get it to them first. That's what he's explaining here in this mm-hmm. part of the letter. Yeah. He's going to take it to them. And then I'll come see you guys, right, yeah. on my way to Spain. So in 27, he says, this is about that offering that mm-hmm. the Gentiles were given. It says, they were pleased to do this, to give this offering. And indeed, they owe it to them. I like that language. (laughs) They owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. And I thought that was just pretty cool language to go, hey, if it wasn't for the work of the Jews and their time in Jerusalem and their coming to, to know Christ... You you wouldn't have this, right. right? And therefore, now they're in a position where they're weak and they need help. Yeah. yeah, it's not just an option for you to now be generous. It is an obligation to yeah. be generous. Yeah, what can we, what can we learn from that today? I, I think it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I think I think that um, to live in community and to be brothers. I love that at the beginning um, of where was it where he's talking to them. Anyway, he calls them brothers. Like he's never met them, mm-hmm. but he calls them yeah. brothers. And so that's the way we take care of family. Mm-hmm. And so when family has an issue, we we come we come forward, we sacrifice so that family is taken care of. And so I yeah. think that um, in, in bringing that to their attention mm-hmm. to say like, hey, this is family and they have, they have sacrificed for your benefit. And so you owe it to them to sacrifice for their benefit because this is what family does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think gratitude, you know, thankfulness, yeah. understanding those who have come before you. Um, we all stand on somebody's shoulders, right. so to speak, in, yeah. in, in faith. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're 2,000 years into this thing called church and the kingdom. And 
So just the the lineage, so to speak, that we have. And for the Gentiles, like you said, it was really, it began with the Jews, and Paul makes that argument a lot of times in Romans, um, that the gospel came to the Jews first, came through Christ, and all the right. Jewish, and all the patriarchs, right. and all the people, you know, came to the Jews, and Paul himself being a Jew, Peter, and all the apostles, they're Jews, mm-hmm. um, who then went out into the world to bring the gospel, Paul himself, to the Gentiles. And just right. reminding them, right, and like, man, don't, don't, like look down on the Jews. I mean, gosh, it was theirs first. And so because of them and the lineage that they have and then the gospel that they have now shared, and we do, we we should be grateful, grateful mm-hmm. to God and grateful to those men and women who have been faithful to the gospel to bring it to you. And now they're in need. Mm-hmm. And so let's always have this, just a generosity right. towards, again, just one another in general and a gratitude, mm-hmm. especially towards, I would just say, I think many, for any of us to think about the people in our lives who have helped us get where we are in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's somebody that you look back on and go, man, they've been a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. They've been a teacher to me. They've yeah. been a just a, a mother, brother, father, whatever to me, spiritually speaking, man, I want to do what I can to help those people take care of those people when they need it. Right. Um, that There's always that reciproc- reciprocation, Recipro- yeah. whatever. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's always just, um, now we're looking back to remember that the American mindset of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, <laughs> it's just nonsense. Yeah. Nobody exactly. does that. Um, yeah. We all need help and we've all received help. Right. And so let's be generous as well. Yeah. We've freely, freely received, let's freely give. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Here we are too on the heels of Thanksgiving. Heels? We're looking forward to it. On the, okay. on the toes? will be at the back. Yeah. Are we on the toes yeah, of Thanksgiving? So. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. of course, that's when we might be more attuned to and think about and yeah. hear messages on uh, being grateful. And uh, I have the unique opportunity and really pleasure to speak at a different church this Sunday. Uh, and that's, I'm talking about Luke 17 and the, mm-hmm. the parable, uh, the, not a parable, uh, the story of the 10 lepers and one, you know, yeah. all 10, yeah. Jesus heals all 10 and they all go off to... Yeah. to get uh, go to the priest and show themselves, but right. one comes back, mm-hmm. and Jesus makes that the story. Hey, mm-hmm. one came back to show his gratitude. Um, it's not that the other nine were not grateful. Right. Uh, so it's not, the, it's not a bad story. It's just highlighting the one who turns mm-hmm. around to go and, yeah. and articulates it. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where there are people who have given us spiritual blessings, you said, people that have poured into our lives, and while it may not be a material, you know, here's 50 bucks, thanks for saving me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but man, do we owe a debt of gratitude that we probably should speak out, write out, send text, whatever yeah. to people yeah. who've gone before us, who've, who've poured into us to just say, hey, look, I'm one of the nine. I'm one of the 10. I'm the only one. Whatever. <laughs> I'm the one out of the 10. <laughs> Take this story. Yeah, that's I it. I was a leper. Right. I was once. <laughs> We're going too far with this. Yes, but you see the point. <laughs> All metaphors break down. Gratitude is the point. The <laughs> point is that you go back and you tell them. You yes. you articulate. You say it out loud. Yes. Yeah. Um, you leave no doubt in their mind, right? Yeah. That you are grateful for. And he for does their... say specifically material blessings in the sense that just a reminder to us as Christians. I mean, using our materials, using our resources physically to serve the church to bless others who are in need. Mm-hmm. It is incumbent upon us to do that. Right. Um, as we see the early church begin in Acts, that is immediately who the church becomes. It's people looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. meeting each other. Nobody was in need, you know, in the early church, yeah. which is amazing, you know, but they just, they they had that mindset. And so I think for us, we do, man, we struggle with that sometimes, especially in America where it's mine is mine. Oh, yeah. Right. Alone. I'll, I'm going to bless this. you and I'll say thank you, but don't take my stuff. Right. You know, I'll pray for you. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to pray for you about <laughs> yeah. that when I could give you something if I can, right. you know, mm-hmm. and help you out. Yeah. Um, John says that. James says that. Things about if you see brothers in need, and you're not helping them out, and you could help them out, right. that's not love. No. Yeah. That's not Christian love. Right. right. So. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm in need of two SEC tickets. Uh, you know, I'd love to help game. you out, brother. But I'll pray for you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. Last thing, we'll land the plane here. Um, in verse 30, Paul is just saying to again, this is the ending of the letter, and it's so personal. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, back to his the people he's writing to, his mm-hmm. his family. I urge you, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. He's asking them, pray for me. This is Paul. This is the dude who's like, at this point, he's done so much. He's still going to do so much more. And yet he goes, man, would y'all struggle with me? And then it's for personal safety, and it's for um, the contribution that he's taken to Jerusalem. He wants all of that to be safe. He wants that to be well-received by the Lord's people there, not that they feel like they're... Oh, we're the poor people. You got to right. get like that. They receive it. And go, thank you for this. Yeah. You know, Gentile churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point of that in is then in thirty two, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will, be in your company, be refreshed. I love that language. Yeah. I just want to come hang out with you guys. Yeah, I want to meet you. I want to like see yeah. what the church, what the Lord is doing there. And of course, in thirty three, then here's the, may the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And I love that he uses, may the God of peace. Earlier he's used God of hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the point that he's making. Peace. Peace. It's yeah. appropriate for this church. All. Yes. Yep. Yes. And here's the point that I wanted to bring out in there. In order to have that peace, in order to have that unity, it's a struggle. He right. says, I'm going to struggle in prayer. So the question for yeah. us was, yeah. how do you struggle in prayer? Maybe some even personal things that you do to help if we're trying to learn together and apply what we've heard on Sunday, man, I want to know, how do I struggle in prayer? And you know what? I think we even talked about this in the Colossians series, some, and we felt we did. some conviction he even He mentions, um, who does he mention at the end of Colossians? That, yeah. um, I forget the name. He, I, we, we find it later. Go look at Colossians, last chapter, last yeah. couple paragraphs. Right. He mentions uh, somebody who is struggling in prayer. Wrestling, right. He's wrestling for you in prayer. Yeah, prayer often comes with that idea in Scripture of um, it's a fight, it's a struggle. Paul in Ephesians 6, he talks about putting on the armor, and yeah. then he says, and pray. Right. Right, like almost like prayer is the fight. Mm-hmm. Prayer right. is the struggle after we right. arm up. But anyway, to your question, um, man, how do I struggle in prayer? It's almost like two ways you can hear that question. How do I struggle as far as like fail and mess up in prayer? <laughs> and how do I struggle as far as like pressing on and fighting? I think both ways. But for me, I'm easily distracted. I, I just am. Um little bit of ADD in that way if I'm if especially if I'm in like a real quiet place like if I'm just sitting in a room where by myself like I can hear a clock ticking and that is, mm-hmm. can can distract me but um so as far as like trying to learn myself and my tendencies and how I can kind of best pray for me things that help in the struggle for me in that fight if I want to be a good man of prayer um one is journaling just writing things down because I, I think that helps me focus mm-hmm. um two is actually I I think I pray better when I'm not just sitting still with nothing, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain almost for me. And this is just me personally. I actually pray well while I'm driving, yeah. Because um, I can drive with my eyes closed, and that's fine for me. Wait, what? That's, a, that's a joke. That's a joke. Just seeing if everybody's listening. Um, this is no. not a disputable matter. I don't close my eyes, which is a disputable matter. Yeah. yeah right. But you know, I, like to me, that that's something I made a commitment to do several years ago, where I was like, you know what? I realize I'm when I'm driving, I'm only ever listening to music. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's good, and maybe I'm worshiping, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just tuning it out, but. Um, I made a commitment to at least half my drives in any given day. If I know I'm going to kind of get in my car four times, mm-hmm. two of those is just going to be prayer. I'm not going right. to listen to music or a podcast or anything. I just want to pray because that helps me actually am able to focus or just being outside and walking around, like mm-hmm. going, walking through the woods. Like for, for me, that's just helpful. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my encouragement to anybody 
because I do this for myself, is just to kind of know yourself, know how your brain works, right. know what your tendencies are, and anything that helps you just focus on the Lord and the things that you need to pray about um, to do those things, you know, yeah. whether it's journaling, being outside, whatever. Right. So, mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. my Sometimes struggle. the posture of yeah. your body. Like yeah. some people yeah. pray better when they're on their knees. Some mm-hmm. people pray better when they are prostrate. Some people pray better when they're standing with their hands raised. Like that's yeah. the that's the typical way that the Jews used to pray was they would mm-hmm. just stand up with their hands raised. And yeah. so sometimes it's a posture of your body. Um, I was thinking when you asked this question, uh, one of the things that I feel like I've, uh, that the Lord has helped me to improve upon <laughs> is uh, to continue praying when I'm disappointed in someone. Ooh, okay. To just continue when yeah. there's, maybe you see two steps forward and then it's like four steps back and mm-hmm. just to keep seeing the potential, seeing, you know, they're, yeah. you know, that they are made in the image of God and, and that God has a plan for them and just continuing to believe what the Lord says about mm-hmm. that and Believing that prayer is effectual and not just thinking that I'm just spouting these words and maybe I'm just doing it because God says to, but, but prayer actually moves things. Prayer actually does things. And so really believing in that and standing on that Mm -hmm. when I'm praying and, and going in with that kind of, um, attitude is so helpful for me. Mm, um, yeah. And also, I have a I have an app on my phone called mm-hmm. PrayerMate that I love so much because... PrayerMate. 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 Self-accountability yeah. and help in prayer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but it... it, um, it You can put all of your prayer things that you want to pray over, and it chunks them up so mm-hmm. that over a week's time, I've prayed for everything that I want to pray over. And so it'll just give you the list that morning. That morning. And yeah. when someone says, hey, will you pray for me? And usually I'm a ding dong. And so I'll forget, you know, five seconds away. I can put it in my in my app and yeah. it's locked in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Praying yeah. with others too, I found is, that's something I, I didn't do as much kind of earlier in faith, but more recently just trying to be, and, and we're talking about unity in the church yes. and being brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. praying with one another is so helpful to me. Uh, you know, I think those are times when listening to others' prayers, you know, yeah. and myself praying out loud with one another. I know that's not everybody's thing, and I know we were introverted, extroverted, whatever. However, I, I, I would challenge us all as Christians to at least have some opportunities in our lives where we are praying out loud mm-hmm. with other believers. Yeah. Yep. Because the unity that comes there oh, and the man. fellowship of the Spirit, yeah. right? And Paul says struggle, like he, we're, we're joining in his struggles, Right. And which is a cool thing of thinking about like we're in our prayers, we're actually joining into his struggles. Right. And he's telling them to do that. Yeah. He's not talking to one particular person. Yeah. Y'all yeah. pray, you know. And so I would imagine that church has maybe heard, heard the letter from Phoebe or whoever wrote it or read it to them and went, okay, well, let's pray with for him, you know, and join in <laughs> yeah. his struggle together. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. communally. Yeah. That's good. I, here's a, a way that I have um, struggled in prayer too is. Uh, so I have a prayer partner and accountability mm-hmm. partner in prayer, and it's you know not just in the morning; it's three times a day. And like you, it, we want to be pray, praying without ceasing. But this is three specific times of the day yeah. where I've got to I I've got to do it, it even out of obligation. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. Um, but the struggle part that where we share in the burden, <clears throat> excuse me, is is m- me being honest with him. Right, like that's the hard part. If I can get over. He's well, we're there to help each other out. But yeah. if I go, hey, man, here's where I'm struggling today. Here's some thoughts I've got, or here's how I've been a booty hole, you know, he'll go, <laughs> he'll go for shizzle. Um, I was about to say, what, uh, no. you, you, you looked at my <laughs> shizzle, and you can say booty the hole. Line, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but anyway, he, he'll, it, then in, it encourages him to do the same thing. Yeah. And I feel like when I can 
yeah. really intercede and pray for his needs for whatever reason. Like it takes the eyes off myself. It takes the eyes off of my own concerns and whatever mm-hmm. the issues are. I'm praying for him, but now I know he's praying for me, right? right. Like it's not like my needs are now going unmet. Yeah. It's yeah. that the body of Christ is praying for one another. And so that's the struggle part for me. The struggle was that to, to just be honest. Then once I got past the, that struggle, now we struggle together. We wrestle together yeah. in prayer, yeah. um, which is really great. And we've seen fruit from it, and we've seen you know more things we have to pray for. Um, so I was looking at this too. Can I just highlight sort of a, a note here with Paul's prayer in particular, right? Because he says in verse 31, Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, and that my service... Uh, in Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints there. So that, so here's like the point. Here's why I want you praying, yeah. ultimately, so that by God's will, I may come to you with joy, right? And and together with you be refreshed. He, he wanted to get to Rome. Mm-hmm. Part of that prayer was answered in a way that we expect in part was not. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was saying, pray that I would be protected from the unbelievers in Judea, right? From those in Judea who wanted to hurt him or come. That didn't get answered with a yes right. by God. It right. was, right. he got arrested. Yes. And he got put... But he got to go to Rome. But he got to go to Rome <laughs> and be, precisely because he wasn't protected from them. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. So like God, I just love like looking at something like that and we know the book of Acts tells us how that prayer was answered. It was right. God going, I'm not going to protect you from that. Thank you for praying for it. Great prayer. <laughs> but <laughs> I in my sovereign no. will because yeah. Paul really was asking for God's will, verse 32. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here's the point. Right. God's will be done. And he knew God's will was for him to get to Rome. Right. He just didn't know it was going to be in chains, <laughs> yep. but he did. He got to Rome, yep. and right. he got to Rome in chains. Yeah, the God did. of peace did not leave him. Absolutely. Right. God of Man, this is so good to see. Yes. Like, we can put the dots together of, of Scripture and see the answer to that prayer and go, yeah. man, God answered that in a way that nobody was expecting. <laughs> yep. Yep. But he did answer it, right. and God's and he, good. He ultimately yes. lo- loses his life for yep. the gospel, yep. right. and we read about it today. Like yeah. His yep. faith is something that inspires us Man. even today. Yes. All right, guys. Well, if you struggle with prayer, um, we have some some resources and helps that we can uh, offer you. For one, just get in a growth group, like get yeah. involved with other believers who can help you with that. Um, also, if you just join a serving team here at the church, there's plenty of opportunity then to to have that kind of accountability and prayer, mm-hmm. pray for one another. We have prayer ministries at both campuses, um, so you can get involved in that. Uh, most every Sunday, we offer a time of prayer. Uh, opportunity for you to pray. Yeah. Um, we sometimes say at the altar. I'm not sure if yeah. it's technically an altar, but there's places, places for you to go and pray. Yes. Right. Just intentional moments. Places, right. yeah. first, mm-hmm. you know, public places for you to pray, yeah. uh, and you can do that with others. You can struggle with others yes. yeah. uh, in that. So a lot of things there. Uh, always go to eastridge.church slash Romans, where you can get caught up on all the series and mm. um, all of the resources, all of the podcasts. Uh, and I, I forget to mention this, and I know Jacob has got onto me several times. <laughs> uh, more people listen to the podcast than watch the podcast. So mm-hmm. when we're even talking about it out out there and other places, we should probably just say, hey, you know, go download it on the, your Apple podcast catcher or whatever you listen to, <laughs> yeah, Spotify. I don't know where yeah. this, where it all lives, your but phone. yeah, and yeah. listen to these things when you're going to when you're going to work or when you're you know. But watch this one for the hand motions. Just watch this one for the hand motions because we got to get that it junk better. that's clogging up the pipeline. And Trey's face when I said, <laughs> "Oh man!" Yeah. 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 And my face when he said, "Did you say booty hole? <laughs> booty hole?" I think I did. Yeah, uh, you, you did. You said I don't it. know. Well, look, be, I accept you, brother. Thank that's you. I appreciate right. that. Uh, the weaker brother, the Lord has accepted me. Well, thank you, guys. For, again, just for, for being here today, for your honesty in the conversation. Uh, can't wait for next week when we finish up the book of uh, Romans, Acts Romans, um, and we get this whole section of a million names that we will next not week is one of my favorite. Be able to pronounce uh, 
messages and chapters and hopefully discussions in this whole book. We'll yeah. love it. I'm going to let you talk the whole it's time. It's going to be so yes. fun. We're just talk about these. Anyway, we're just going to go. Get there. We'll yes, get there. Can you pronounce go. those names no, for us? so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll work All right, y'all. Well, that's it. Hope you guys uh, enjoy that. Don't forget, you can always go to the discussion questions at the website and figure out and talk about and all those things you, you would do with your family and friends and growth group. And that's probably enough for now. All right. All right. <laughs> See you guys next Bye, time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.